Hey friends, you are in for a treat. Today I have my friend and one of my amazing mentors, Miranda Wendler, on the show. We are just having a raw, real combo about raising up little world changers in today's world. Because y'all know raising kids is hard sometimes. It's scary. It's all the things. And how do we know we're doing it right? And how do we know we are parenting from a godly perspective? How do we know that we are working with God in what's best for our kiddos and just all the things. So we dig deep into that. This is going to be a two-part series because, well, we can talk. (laughs) So get your kombucha, your coffee, your lukewarm coffee. Let's get real. Get a notebook and pen. Enjoy this conversation. I will disclaimer and let you know we do mention a few things that might be a little sensitive for uh, little ears. We talk about some topics that might be, you may not be ready to bring up with your kiddos yet. So uh, you may want to bookmark this episode and come back to it when mama got some downtime, if you know what I mean. (laughs) If you're at the gym or you're in the shower or when you are alone, um, that would be a great time. I just wanna let y'all know that just in case just in case you don't want to be having no conversation a little earlier than you uh, (laughs) had planned. All right, before we dig into the episode today, do you want to work together? You and me. Like, should we hang out? Y'all ready to be besties or what? Let me let you know how we can do that. So number one, you need clarity. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You want clarity on your calling. I want to invite you into my 30-day all-immersive program, which is a self-study course, Clarify Your Calling. We go through identity in Christ. We go through mapping out who you are, who you've always been, but then pulling out of it tactical stuff, a title, a tagline, a plan for you to take that calling and those giftings and move them into a actual business. You will walk out of Clarify Your Calling with a title, tagline, description, categories, plan of action, confidence, and it's just this 30-day all-out, like you're tired of messing around, you need to know what your thing is so you can begin to walk in it. That is at clarifyyourcallingcourse.com. Number two, you want to grow an audience, an evergreen audience. You want to actually have people to talk to on your podcast or people who are wanting to work with you, people coming into the funnel in a fun, easy, evergreen way where you don't have to show up on social 24-7. I obviously recommend podcasting. You know this, girlfriend. And if you have been hanging out with me for any amount of time, you know podcasting is probably in the cards for you. (laughs) So if that's you, it's podcastprouniversity.com. Finally, I invite you to join me in my 90-day all-immersive mastermind if you already have a podcast. This is step three. You want to take your podcast and grow and scale and monetize. You want to have a course or a coaching program, and you want your podcast to be a massive revenue driver. You want my exact business model. I invite you into Podcast to Profit. We have a few spots left for the class that's starting April 30th. You need to run and get your application in. We only take 20 women. This is at podcasttoprofitmastermind.com, podcasttoprofitmastermind.com. All right, hope you're ready for today's show. Laugh, have fun, enjoy. Welcome to the Stephanie Gash Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. 
I believe that when we come together as daughters of the King, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world. You are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. What's up, you guys? I'm Renika from the Mama Trauma Podcast, and I previously had another podcast, and um, I was working with Stephanie for an entire year before I actually got to do a rebrand under her teaching. So when I got to the rebrand, I had everything that I needed, you guys. I had already worked with Stephanie for a year, and I was able to like hit the ground running. I knew everything that I needed to explode my show. Now, of course, God is behind all the explosions of your show, but I knew everything that I needed to do to make that show a success from titling to SEO, to building a website, to building a Facebook group that worked to keywords, all of the things I had it. And the new show has five X the growth of my old show. I have met uh, milestones that are just absolutely incredible. Incredible, and I know that it is only because of all of the things that I that I learned working with Steph. So if you're if you're thinking about working with Steph and starting a podcast under her, I mean, it's just a no brainer. She is absolutely amazing, and I am so blessed that I found her. She is a gem. She is truly passionate for what she's doing. Um, helping women to clarify their calling and lead God-driven businesses. So I'm hanging out with Miranda Wimler right now, looking at her beautiful face. <laughs> hey, Mer. Hi, Steph. And, you know, guys, like, I don't know. Miranda will know. It was like a week or two ago. I just started totally spiraling out around about my kids. Like, here we are. We're in this this world that feels like so dark and broken at times. Just the opposition is so real. And I started to just be consumed by fear. You know, Miles is seven and Landon is four. And maybe I should pull them out of school. Maybe they need to like go to private school and maybe they need to do this. And then, oh my gosh. And then, and then to top all of that crazy stuff off, which was already going on in my mind, my pastor decides to do a message on how children are seeing pornography at this super young age. And that just really set me over the edge of just fear. How do I protect them? And what do I do? Do you ever spiral more? Yes. I I think of it as spinning more. And it's like, how do I even get out of this right now? Like how? If any of you moms are listening and you are in one of those, or you've been in one, you are not alone. I think we all walk through that, but I found my way back to peace. And I'm not saying I'm going to stay there, because I'm sure that there's different seasons. I'm, I know there'll be different seasons in raising my boys that are going to bring new trials and test me in deeper ways. But at this moment, I'm back to peace. And one of the ways I got back to peace was having godly counsel. 
And Miranda is just such a rock in my life. You guys know she's my spiritual growth mentor. She's my friend. And so I felt God speak to me a few times and say, you and Miranda are to have a podcast on protecting your children the best way we can and just really partnering with God and raising up these little world changers. And so that's what she's here to do. She's going to help us with this and just walk us through. So I'm just going to open it up. I think Marin. I think the first question, the first thing to talk about is what does it even mean to protect children in, in today's world? Like, what does that even bring up for you? Yes. I remember I talk about this stuff. It was like, I, the first two words that came to mind right away were empower them and equip them because there's like a level of protection we can bring spiritually through praying for them, which we'll touch on later, I'm sure. But like, how do we raise them up in practical steps in the day to day to empower and equip? And I almost see like, I put on the armor of God, right? So I put my spiritual armor, God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and my kids are um, seven and let's see, seven, well, 19. And then she's out of the house, Vic's out of the house, and then seven, um, six, and then four and a half or so. And so I've talked about the armor of God, but recently I thought, wait, why am I not teaching them to put on the armor of God? Like Sunday school might, why am I not going, hey, there's an invisible realm here, kids. And when you put it on, lately I found myself going, you guys, when you put this armor on, something in the world you don't see, something in the visible realm, or let's say um, it's on you, just like you see, you know, kings and queens on TV or a movie. And I just lately have been like, let's put the armor on. Like, can we start with that? Yeah, putting the armor of God on. Every day I'm like, oh, armor of God, heading out into the world. Like, this is crazy. But our kids can wear that armor too. When we think about being protectors of children, mm. to me, that almost it almost felt like the responsibility at that moment when I was doing the spinning, it was too much. Because I felt like no matter which way I turned, I was going to go the wrong way. And I wasn't hearing from God. I'm like, God, tell me, like, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? And trying to force these answers. What does it mean that we are protectors? And how do we partner with God in that responsibility? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. And I'm just going to say, well, let's unpack it one thing at a time. Cause I'm like, Whoa, how, how about this? Like, I feel like the enemy or just our circumstances feel so big, so big. And it's barely, you can't, I can barely comprehend sometimes too, Steph. I can barely comprehend how everywhere you turn, the world's trying to get our children, right? They sexualize this, they do this. Wait, now I got to train my kids at age, turn your face, son, away from this sign and at the same time, I'm like, wait, it's a, it's a God-given privilege and an honor to like raise up world changers, which we, we're, we're in agreement with that, you and I, to raise up world changers. So when these circumstances look, feel, feel is a keyword, so big, how do we take a step back and be like, all right, what's already in place in our life? So we talked about protecting of, let's say I'm, I'm going in the direction of protecting their hearts right now. I feel led to do that. So Vivian the other day, she's seven and she just had this this countenance, this fallen countenance. And I'm like, wow, we just got back from church. Yeah. Lord help me with my child. <laughs> uh, so I asked Holy Spirit silently, like Holy Spirit, help us get to this root. And finally, thank goodness, after like a couple minutes, I was like, honey, are you feeling like shame? Like, but I was in my heart. And then I talked to her about it. Guard your heart is a, like a garden. 
And in order to, let's say, protect it, and and I was just trying to use a seven-year-old terminology, but at the same time, I asked, do you, do you hear what I mean with the weeds? Do you hear what I mean with this? And I was like, are you feeling shame? And she's like, yeah, I can, in my head, I thought she can identify with that. She, something released, or, you know, you, you see a change in your children's eyes, or you see like, oh, yes, we're onto something, thank God. It's close. And so we just talked about, oh, what are you feeling shame about? And she said what the enemy was talking to her about. And I was like, okay, what's the truth about that, honey? So let's start with protecting them by sharing about the garden being a heart. Your heart is a garden and God tills the soil. We till the soil and mom and dad are protectors of your heart. Weeds and the lies that get in that are like weeds because we love veggie tails. And there's like rumor weeds and there's these weeds. Thank you, God, for veggie tails and, uh, and all that. So one way is to just really have them be aware the enemy, A, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And she repeated, because sometimes I'm like, what does the enemy do? Steal, kill, and destroy. She said it in her own words. Yeah. And then God comes to bring life. So it's just like, your heart's a garden. There's weeds get in. They will they will drown, drown down anything if we don't take care of it. You know, is that kind of something that speaks to you? It does, because I think a few things you said. Number one, that parents are the protectors of their heart. That was a really key thing that you just said, because we're here to steward these beautiful children, right? That God blessed us with children are a blessing mm. and we get to take care of our kiddos we get to steward their hearts we can't protect them from every single thing and i think that was a big i know that but i go there and it's like steph you can't we can't keep them from seeing the sign at three years old that has something on it we couldn't keep her from maybe having that little feeling creep up in her heart or mind but what you did was you empowered her and brought awareness to Hey, there's a thing. We're just going to weed it out of the garden. And I think that was a big one for me too, was, so this, this whole like porn fear was totally freaking me out. And instead of hiding from that fear, because when we put things down and they go to the dark place, right? Like mm-hmm. it has power over you. And I always yes. go back to whatever, is that a verse that says when the things come to the light, they have no more power. I have to find mm-hmm. it. And I, I remember that I'm like, you know what? He can handle this conversation. Like he can handle this. I have got to empower him and bring awareness to him so that he has the armor and can wear that armor because we can't keep him. We can't keep them from not seeing anything ever. And that was like, that was the moment. And so, and you even, you know, recommended a few books to me and then through the books you recommended another book popped up, which was good pictures, bad pictures. And so it came in the mail and I I was like, you know, oh no, this is going to be like this really crazy conversation. And I opened the book and it's like so perfectly created. Like if you see anyone and they don't have their clothes on, we don't look at that photo. It's got bad things more than like, just so fine. It was so fine. And so I read it to them and they're just looking at me, you know, oh, okay, cool. Got it. I'm like, thank you, God. Yes. Praise and a win, man, because the principle the first mentions, like Chris Valentine, I talked to you about too, says if you introduce it to your child first, they're not going to go run to their friends to go, oh, hey, mom and dad said this. What do you guys think? We get to introduce it. Like you said, the privilege to introduce things. And let's be real. Are we going off perfect families and perfect mom and dads who's protected our hearts? Have seriously the women listening too? Do you have this perfect picture of how to so you know how to? We're also soul shapers. Our mind, will, and emotion. We shape their mind, will, and emotion. Spirit protectors. I mean, uh, their body. Let's clean. Let's wash. Let's 
but how do we start when we don't have a good picture? Man, I found myself years ago being like, okay, I know what I had in childhood. Love you, mom and dad. I forgive you. Okay, but how, how do we, Fred, Fred and I, my husband, how do we move forward into creating healthy, happy, whole family? Wow. How do you do that? Wow. Yeah. And I think that, so the first point we brought up was protect protection over their hearts, empower, bring awareness. The second one you just said, which was sowing in the seed, biblical truths, um, planting the morals, the parables that we speak into them. Like sure. how do we bring, how do we plant God's truth into little human? It is really in the day to day. Right. And I feel like a lot of, um, let me know if I'm going off on the bunny trail, but I feel like a lot of it happens really with, uh, we mess up or they, if the kids are fighting or arguing or mom and dad are having some, um, my husband, I having something going on and it's like, okay, how do you handle that? Like in front of the children, I think it's okay to be like, babe, I, I messed up. I want to recover. I repent for this and this, and not all the time. We're not like repentance 24 seven, but it really helps because it breaks kind of the power of that thing off. And they see mom and dad, they see us go, Oh, okay. There was an issue. There was like a heightened thing, even maybe in the house, but watch, they came down with God together and they recovered. And so they kind of already knew when I went to them when they were younger, like, okay, so um, let's say Declan turned to your turn to your sister and look her in the eyes. And then, I mean, he's like two or three and he's like, la, 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 you know, and I'm like, I know you can't see me, but I'm just like, oh boy, how do we do this Lord? And so either way it was short and sweet, like recover with them, clean up your mess guys. And so it's like respecting one another. Maybe this could be that like showing love, calling out the gold. There's plenty of time to practice stuff, right? There's so much pra- practice ground or ground for practice and Lord show us how to, what to sow into them and how to sow. But a lot of times it's, you no, know, or they'll act a certain way. I'm like, where did you learn that? Like, wow, sponges. Mm-hmm. And well, so-and-so I saw, or just disrespect or something like that. And I'm like, okay, what's the right thing, guys? Using the observation as a teachable moment. Yes. I was looking yes. at verses for kids before this. And one of my favorites is Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Yes. And I always just come back to that. Show them the way they should go. And the other piece for me that I've been trying to do is pull one verse out every day and I'll not just, let's just memorize a verse, but what does this mean? What do you guys think this means? Can you give me Mm. an example of applying it? What do you, you know, how, how would this look if we were to apply it or pull up a story? Like I pulled up Esther on YouTube when we were just going through Purim, right? And yes, I showed it to them and I said, what is the moral of this story of Queen Esther? And they're like, ah, oh, brave, like exactly like courageousness wow. and bravery. So what would it be if you guys were courageous and brave and they're going, oh yeah, well I did this. Well, I did that. Well, so I'm trying to pull like, what are these, um, takeaways, mm-hmm. these biblical truths that I can plant in their heart. So into their heart, then use their life experience to go, oh, do you guys remember that story of Esther or the story of Joseph or whatever those stories are and talk to me about how we could have done that differently. So that was something cool yes. that we've been doing. And then um, I think I was telling you more the other day for like when we are not afraid and embarrassed to pray or ask for forgiveness in front of the kids or pray in front of them. Cause how many of you mamas go, Oh man, I need a minute in my prayer closet. And so you run <laughs> to the back of the house and you shut the door and you do your prayer. And I get it. Like there's some moments where like, you don't want to see my prayers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> but on a normal basis, like every day I'm like, Ooh, let me use this as an opportunity 
to pray out loud so they can learn mm-hmm. and all of that. And to say, I'm sorry if I messed up in front mm-hmm. of them instead of in my mind. So I think normalizing prayer life, sowing seeds, planting in biblical truths, and then yours was um, using their own life experience as examples. Yes, because I mean, I don't want to one day send them in the world when they're like, whoa, what's going on out here, guys? And it's almost like um, just being real about, I don't know, I feel like my parents had high expectations of me. And so I do my best to really recover like my heart from that and just be like, okay, God, I know what I had and I know what you've healed me of. Help me not to put my stuff on my kids. Like inner healing is so helpful to me and healing to me and what God just, how he renews the mind and stuff, because this, what does the enemy want to do generation to generation, you guys, and then some. And then darker, darker. So we're like, we get to stuff. You and I and the moms that want to take a stand in their lives and their generations ago. Yeah, but it stops here with me. Like it stops here. I'm drawing a line in the sand, the blood of Jesus and Lord, like help us steward our children's hearts. How about like, there is a call and a purpose and a plan God placed in these children. And they're almost like treasures, I guess. We get to seek it out. Never thought about that way before. But, um, we, you know, I want to call out now, like what took me, four evs to find out what i was created to do i want to call that out now in them lord show us uh, your will for their lives show us their plans your plans and purpose for their lives and then lord help us walk that out or help them walk it out i just feel like in more to come with the future generation and now this generation we're gonna see like seven eight nine ten etc year olds entrepreneurs and why not like in the bible how many kings were like i don't know 11 or 12 unless i'm imagining that i remember reading i'm like wait what you were like 17 ran a kingdom so either way i just feel like i'm like lord help me see my kids how you see them um show me what you place us show my husband what you place inside them now how do we cultivate that yeah that's so good so us praying as parents as moms asking god reveal these truths about my children to me now I had a story. I had a client the other day. She won't mind Ellie who Ellie Conklin, who we were talking and she said in the womb, she was praying over her baby. And, um, God was like, you're going to be part of this worship team. And she's like, excuse me, I don't sing, but he puts her on the stage at church and she's doing the worship team stuff, like probably lip syncing. I don't know. And the baby's like, you know, dancing around to the music. Well, later she finds, and God spoke to her that one of the giftings for her baby is music. It's musical. And and so she was like, that was for my unborn child. That moment in the womb. Like, are we asking for that? And, and I wasn't either, but it's interesting. I've looked up the boys' names and I get the meanings are in line with who they are and the gifts that they're starting to show. I'm like, how do I foster that? You know, how do I pour into that? And the other piece of that is praying more with intention over them, like prophetic prayer with them at night, like calling into attention their purpose in life. You know, for Miles, like he is a very outspoken seven-year-old. He has got a fierce personality. And some some might be like, oh man, like he's going to be a hard one, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I'm over there like, well, excuse me, but he's going to be a soldier for God's kingdom. And if he's going to be a soldier and fight wars for Jesus truth, then he is going to have to be tough, man. Like he has to have that, that armor, that fierceness. He is fearless, that kid. And so that's, that's the stuff, you know, I'm praying over him. Like 
you know, son, I can't believe that you get to be a world changer and a fighter for Jesus. And, and then Landon, he's a light on a hill and he Mm -hmm. is, he's the light, he's the light, he's the salt, he's the kindness, the generosity, the, so all of that, like you can see that in your kids at a young age. Um, so I love that you said, pray for God to show you those plans and purpose. And then that's, so that's number three. And then number four, prayer. Talk to us about praying over our children. Mar, like you're like one of my favorite people to pray with. Cause I'm just like, teach me your ways. <laughs> you are awesome. Okay. Let me get back down. All right. So uh, first of all, I was going to talk about the power of their names. So I'm so glad we're so in sync and Holy Spirit's like, come on now. Like, let me, you know, Isabella's devoted to God, our daughter. And she goes around and is like, I'm devoted to God. And I almost like get wrecked over it. I'm trying to hold it together right now. Like I'm going to get wrecked over this, but we get the privilege of doing that. Like how much more set up for success in all that for God's kingdom, are they going to be than us? And that's, I listen, our ceiling, when I reach my ceiling, all right, that is the platform for our children to stand on. Like my rooftop is their platform. And years ago, and yes, in the womb, I was like, Lord, I thank you that my ceiling and my rooftop, whatever word you want to use, whatever you guys in your own language want to say, however you want to say it in your own wording, is there where they stand. That's their stage. They are so it matters. Let's let's talk about this. I I really try to parent, Lord help me, and I try to think with the next generation in mind. I think when the enemy can make it so insignificant and so like, let's keep everybody fighting, arguing, busy, busy, and again, busy, and let's just keep them like that. And then they won't have time to think about, uh, you know, the the names, the power that, and you know, it's like, if we stop and take a second and just, I love that you were talking about awareness, you're bringing it in, in alignment, like, let's stop for a minute and just be like, what is your, well, I surrender my children to you. First of all, I don't mean to be jumping around. Lord, I surrender my children to you. They're yours. Oh man. And when they get older, it's like, Oh, we have a 19 year old. Okay. Just like, Whoa, right now. I'm just so powerful to have to, they are choosing, they're doing things. And I stand on the verse, train them up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, life-saving verse right there. Life-saving verse. And so just seeing some certain choices and do whatever. And I'm like, no, she, I've raised her up in the way she should go. And when she's old, she won't depart from it. Yes, Lord. Um, Okay. So I'll get back to the prayer. Really. um, I love I like say my mentors who they don't know me, but the mentors of books and like, oh man, Chris Valto, you probably, you said you'd share some um, with your listeners and the mamas out there, but the Seth Dahl, Bethel community, like there's this, there's these mentors that like, I'll hear something and it's like a word in season, it's gold. And I'll just be like, yes, I take that for my own and for my kids. So Lord, I thank you. My children flesh out their calling. They flesh out their books in heaven, right? Cause we all have books in heaven, look it up in the word. I'm not trying to be you know, out there right now, but I thank you. My children walk out their books in heaven. I thank you. They fulfill their destiny and calling on their lives. Lord, I thank you for anything you've placed inside of them. Everything you place inside of them comes out. They recognize it. Uh, Fred and I recognize the call and plans you have for them. And then you were talking before Steph, And I thought, you know, it's not hard. And I'm going to say this super, like, this is holy ground. So I'm not saying this flippantly, like, just start guys. Oh, just start. No, no, no. How about this? Like they're, we're a spirit, soul, and body. So they'll kind of not manifest. What's that? What's that? Where you'll start seeing the leader, like you'll start seeing the artist. You'll start seeing stuff. If you actually stop and look, God will give you eyes to see. 
like lord open the mom's eyes listening open the women's eyes listening the sound of our voices open their eyes to the gifts and callings on their children's lives and even just the hobbies and the things that make them light up like we're made for that we're made to see that right yeah like gold diggers <laughs> we're gold diggers we are yeah gold diggers gold like inside in way. our children exactly i love that you said um think you think with the next generation in mind because it's easy to get lost in our distraction. It's easy to look at your phone, to work a little bit more, to just shoot the, ch- they're just the children, they're just fine. But those are the future kingdom for God. Those children right there that you have, that you've been blessed with. And the responsibility is not too great to bear because God's with you in that. And so when you're, if you're like me and you're, you're going in the circles and you're spinning and you're not hearing from God on what you're supposed to do for them, Miranda brought this up as well. Surrender, surrendering the kids, them. And I know how hard, you know, I've talked a few times about this. Like I battle the spirit of control too. Right. I think we all probably do as women, as moms and entrepreneurs, <laughs> we have that na- those natural inclinations, but it's to surrender the kids. You know, God, you know what? I don't know this answer. I can't figure it out. I need you to take over for me, take the reins, take this decision, take this fear and just smash it, take it off of my shoulders because I need to be present and steward these kids. And it can't be from a place of fear. If it's from a place of fear, then we are pushing those emotions and those energies onto them. It has to be from a place of faith. It has to be from that space of faith. And so if I have to remove that fear, plus we know fear isn't from God anyway, and cast that out. Saying that I heard like to ask the father, show me what I'm not seeing, like uncover, even if he needs to, but show me what I'm not seeing, because it is kind of a mystery in a way, all these emotions, the little children have and what they're seeing and well, being defiled by, right. And just all the things around we can keep them protected. Like we said, as best we can, but um, it's really like my heart is that my children have their own relationship with the father and like seek him because he's first sought them, that he's pursuing them. And Lord, I just really, I, I've just been like, yes, let them have an independent of me relationship with you. Like independent of me, let them se- seek you, serve you, find you, chase after you. Like where are the unfire children, right? Like that's my heart. I want my children on fire for the Lord. And cut. <laughs> We are leaving y'all on a cliffhanger because we have way more of this goodness. And I want to invite you back to listen to the rest of this conversation manana. Be sure you are subscribed to the show so that you don't miss it. If you loved this episode, come and tag me on the Instagram. Drop in the comments. Let me know what one of your favorite takeaways was. I am just so blessed to have y'all in the community. I'll see you back here tomorrow. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis. 